genre. Ooh, get it? Because it's a ghost episode. Welcome to Beyond Geek by Night, where we will be discussing each episode of the Geek by Night podcast leading up to the series finale. On today's episode, we will be discussing the fifth story arc, Ghost Story. So lock the door to the recording booth, rewatch Ghostbusters to make sure you understand all the references, and climb out of that fiery pit to the depths of hell. Because we are about to go beyond Geek by Night, I'm your host, Matt Bennett. And here is our panel. I'm joined today by creator and executive producer, Scott Corelli. Hello. Co-executive producer and writer, Cassandra Fredrickson. Hello. Casting director and voice of Gretchen West, Chelsea Kern. Hey. Voice of Henry Swift, Nicholas Andrew Louie. Hi. And voice of Nathan Gershwin, Brian Brown. Hello. And, and our intrepid uh, announcer mm-hmm. as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I have. I wear lots of hats. Because <laughs> <laughs> Scott said way back when he's like, you know, you stayed with me from the very beginning, back when we had like the old, old, old show. Mm. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about that, especially because the classic episodes have just started coming out. Uh, yeah, I was just listening to them. Man, <laughs> so big, let's, uh, let's, big yikes! It's okay, Scott. <laughs> Let's recap Ghost Story a little bit. This comprises episodes 17 through 20. So, when we begin, Lorelai takes Mindy and Simon on a Halloween ghost tour of an abandoned amusement park, while Gwen and Gibson help Elliot move out of the apartment that he shared with Gretchen prior to her disappearance. Disgraced reporter Nathan Gershwin returns to his old broadcast station and begins to summon the dead all around McKinney City. Among them is Lorelai's deceased husband, Henry. Across the city, our heroes discuss the ideas of belief, proof, faith, and loss. When the underdogs realize that Nathan is creating the ghosts, among other things, by telling his story, they work together to jam the frequency and stop the broadcast. Elliot sees Gretchen in Swift Industries for just a moment before the switch is thrown and the illusions of dead invaders around McKinney City disappear. Nathan is approached by the mysterious woman before the gang can arrive and apprehend him. Elliot laments the death of Gretchen and decides not to move out of the apartment. Meanwhile, Lorelai returns to Swift Industries and accosts Gretchen for nearly botching their secret plan. Gretchen has a role to play, but until that time comes, she is a ghost. Love, love, love this episode so much. (laughs) So uh, since we have a couple people that have not yet been on a Beyond Geek by Night episode... I have to ask the requisite question of how you got involved with the show Geek by Night. Uh, Brian, I would love to start with you because I know you've had uh, a long and storied involvement (laughs) with this show. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, tell us how uh, your your Geek by Night story. Um, So it it happened, what, we think 2006, Scott, right around there? Yeah, I think that's when I started auditioning people. Yeah, I think it was right around 2006. Um, Scott was auditioning people, put out the call for um, people to be in an audio drama. Um, I was already in an audio drama, Buffy Between the Lines, and um, had a pretty good role in that. So I was like, oh, I'll try out, you know, because Scott was, I think, Scott, you were involved with Buffy for a little while too, weren't you? You I, I was, I asked to edit. Uh, some scenes so that I could practice before starting Geek by Night. Um, right. And and luckily they uh, needed all the help they could get, so they oh, sent me whatever Lord. I wanted. Yeah, we were we yeah we need a lot of help for that show. Um, <laughs> and Scott it was Scott and John at the time, right? John, you and John, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Ben, I believe, was involved as well. No, he was no, not. was not yet. Okay. No, no, um, he was never involved. Not really. Oh, was he? Okay. He was just kind of – okay. He's just yeah. the name. Uh, yeah, I remember now. Okay. It's been a long time. I'm trying to bring back these memories of where, where it happened. So um, <laughs> I, I auditioned, and uh, there was no role really for me um, that I fit well for. Um, I tried like bit parts and whatnot, and Scott's like, you know what? You do your own podcast already. You have a very you know nice narrator voice. Can you at least do the credits for us? And I'm like, oh, sure, I'll do whatever you want. You know, if you want me to do side voices, credits, whatever, that's fine. And so I ended up being the credit guy pretty much for that first bit. And then um, everything went kablooey. And uh, then Scott decided he's going to pick it up again and kind of reimagine everything and said, hey, you know what? 
Brian was pretty good for my credits. <laughs> I'll, I'll have him do it again. But I also would like to give him a role since I never kind of gave him a role before. I think I have you know something he might be good at or we'll find something for him. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And you know, he just said, are you interested? I said, sure. And so thus, here I am still. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really believe in a lot of what Scott does. And I've watched Scott grow over the years definitely grow so much so much beyond what it was originally and uh so i'm really happy when he asked me to to participate again i was like yeah absolutely i got your back so and that's kind of how i got here that was very nice, cool Brian. thank you yeah. oh sure no it's true scott i mean i i remember you, you when you started out i listened to that first episode too that you're you know pushing out on the patreon feed and i'm just like wow it's rough, you know, and I go back and listen to the, you know, the other audio dramas I've been part of and you listen to them and you're like, man, these are rough, not, <laughs> not polished. Like, you know, now mm-hmm. it's, it's so weird to think of back when, you know, audio dramas were first taking off and how far they've come. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. This episode, especially, and I, I can't wait to get to some of that. Uh, Nicholas, why don't you tell us about your involvement with the show, how you got started and all that. Uh, Ah, my memory is not as good as Brian's. So then make it up. (laughs) (laughs) Make a great story. Whatever you say. I was a street urchin. (laughs) Scott and Chelsea picked me up off the road. (laughs) Uh, I voice acting for food. (laughs) Um, I, I mean, I auditioned, and I I can't remember. If the audition was on a voice acting forum or not, or if I heard about it from somebody else, it's all a blur. It was so long ago. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm sure you've also done like a million of these since then. So, <laughs> right. I mean, it's I've got it into the mode of auditioning and forgetting, and so my origins for certain projects are very. I just assume it's the same process. <laughs> Um, but I used to frequent a lot of voice acting, uh, places back, back around that time. And so I assume I heard about it from there. Um, and it was for Henry and I think audition for another dude that was in the episode. I think so. I think think you auditioned for Henry and I think you auditioned for Fred. Yeah. Yeah, That sounds right. That. Yeah. And I didn't get that guy. So. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I got, I got, I mean, <laughs> it was, um, you know, I didn't have, uh, much history with, uh, audio dramas and podcasts and stuff. And I was like, I want to, I want to do some. And so I saw that and I was like, this could be really, really cool. And it's not like a big part. So I don't, you know, it's not, everything's not resting on my shoulders. And then I get in the episode, I'm like, okay, well, it's still a pivotal part of it. And I was like, oh crap. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I now you're it. stuck with us. <laughs> I then... will say, I will say the reason that you didn't get Fred despite auditioning for it and probably being excellent, um, is because I've, I gave Chelsea the, the, like the, the rule of only casting one person as one thing in, in an episode, because unlike animation, we don't have like the character design to look at to throw people off. So yeah. when Rob Paulson does like seven voices in an episode <laughs> of an animated show, but they're all they all look different. Like you can use that to distract the audience that it's not the same person. Um, but uh, we don't we don't have that unfortunately. So um, yeah, only only one character per episode. <laughs> I get it, and it's it's honestly and a better. You were choice. a better Henry. You were a better Henry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, I, it was also different because uh, I think Chelsea, we did a rehearsal and then she's like, mm-hmm. okay, uh, great rehearsal. Remember all of that that we did and recorded. <laughs> Goodbye. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right. Because <laughs> um, at that point I was used to just getting directed like over Skype or whatever. And I record on my end and we just do it live. And I was like, cool. And I'd send over my file and be all good. And so that was like really interesting. And I'm like, hope we don't screw that up because there were some very interesting things that I had to remember <laughs> to do. <laughs> Especially you did when not screw it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially when he like ghouls out and stuff. So I'm like, that was interesting. <laughs> so was that effects doing that to your voice, or do you just have like a really amazing 
cool monster voice? <laughs> what, what went into creating that effect? Because I, I love that part. Um, I'm going to say it was effects, but I did try my hardest. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> yeah, it, was it was a mix. Yeah, it was Nick doing like a like a like a sort of like a baseline uh, voice of like, okay, I'm going to go deeper now and talk like this, <laughs> um, and then me <laughs> taking that and then layering it and adding like echo and all kinds of stuff onto it um, to to create that effect. This was this was me like Cassandra directed this episode, and I was like, I was so happy that I wasn't directing it too because <laughs> like the the sound design portion of it. W- took forever um mm-hmm. and f- i think this was our first delayed episode and that's why um because it took forever to make and post uh, it shows there is a lot to this episode though i mean i i was definitely going to ask about that later because there's just so much going on especially at the, the amusement park when everything's going to hell so. yeah yeah i'm sure we'll talk about that more let's hear it from chelsea yeah. what yeah chelsea who how are you, you? Get involved with the show <laughs> 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 okay um, my turn at last. Uh, so I started on Geek by Night. Uh, so my first experience with Geek by Night was listening to the original version before it was snatched away from me, it was <laughs> taken down, and I didn't get to finish it. Um, but now I get to, so I'm excited to. Um, but at the time, I was working with Scott on a couple of short films. We had just wrapped one and we were in talks for our next one. And I remember it was Halloween and I showed up at Scott's house for our Halloween party and he was really excited and he was like, I've got two amazing things for you. I want you to be on Geek by Night and I'm going to do this film and I want you to be the lead. And I was like, this is the best Mm. night ever. (laughs) uh, So he brought me on as Gretchen. And uh, by the time, uh, right after episode one, I believe, he asked me to step on as the casting director as well. Um, and it's well, you been... you wanted to be more involved, and I yeah, and I was like, I I I was like, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, honestly, to be totally honest, I just didn't really. I was so like focused on 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 you know, creating the show again and, and, and getting all of those ducks in a row that I was like, I can't, I I've already trained like Cass and Nick on how to direct and stuff. I can't do it with you two. Um, and, I, and so then, but then I thought like, Oh, what's the other thing that's taking up all of my time. And I was like, well, if you want to take over the casting thing, um, that would be extremely helpful. And it was the best decision I ever made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. It's <laughs> my favorite job I've ever done in my life. And, uh, it's so much fun. It's an absolute blast. Um, every every episode has been so fun. I've met so many voice actors. I've cast probably at this point almost 100 roles. And it has been quite a journey. Um, but it's so fun because then I get, to, I get to meet so many new people and make new friends like Nick and like, hey. you know, everybody else. <laughs> and it's... Um, it's really cool, especially when I have some actors who are reoccurring and not in the same character, but we've got some actors who have played up to 10 characters in the season and, um, it's wild. Uh, walk us through the process of casting. Like what is a a day in the life of a casting director look like going from like script to, uh, episode launch? It's far more than a day. So many more days. Um, So it starts with me getting the script and I read through the script. And as I'm reading through it, I pull up a Google Doc um, for a production note and I list out every uh, guest character and every supporting character in the episode. And then I take to the streets. Um, I... uh, Depending on what kind of roles I have to, I have to fill. I either am posting on different voice acting websites and Facebook groups, um, or I'm just reaching out to voice actors that I already know. Because um, some episodes there are only you know four supporting characters that I have to fill, 
in those cases, I usually just turn to people that I've already worked with before. Um, but especially when I have like bigger guest characters to fill, like Henry, um, then I put out audition notices. Um, and I still reach out to other voice actors I know, but it's a mixed process then. And then I start getting auditions in and some of them, um, a lot of times somebody will send in an audition and I'll be like, this is really great. You sound awesome. Can you actually read for a different character? Um, That's a super, super common thing to happen. Um, Most, I would say a lot of the characters I've cast were not the characters that people originally auditioned for. Um, but they auditioned for something else. And I was like, Oh, you'd be perfect for this. Um, I think the thing, I think the thing that I'm most impressed with, with, with Chelsea is, um, I didn't, I didn't really like give her any direction. I just sort of like was relieved to have this thing off my plate. And somehow (laughs) based off of just that first reboot episode, she had this like weird, uh, like connection with my brain where she knew <laughs> exactly what I was looking for with every character every single time. And it's, I, I can't, I, 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 I don't know. Like every time, like I'll go in <laughs> to like direct an episode or I'll get a, a completed directed episode and start laying down, um, uh, the the audio design on it and i'll hear these <laughs> these characters for the first time and it's just like yeah that's that's geek by night she knows what geek by night sounds like that's it's <laughs> it's the most incredible thing because i can't even describe what that is i don't i don't know which is the reason why i'm never going to sell this show to television because i can't <laughs> <watch it. laughs> i don't know what the show is um it's it's crazy and and but chelsea understands it like perfectly and and she just nails it every time and it blows me away thank you yeah it's it's very uh it's always very validating when i'm casting like a guest character um because supporting actors i don't really run through scott but the the bigger guest characters who are either gonna show up multiple times or they play a bigger role in the episode i usually run them by scott before i uh, officially cast them and it's always so validating when i send him someone and he's like this is perfect oh my gosh i love this like i'm just like yes i nailed it um <laughs> but yeah so then i finalize the casting and i send them to dropbox and they get directed and the rest is all on scott <laughs> <laughs> um in the average episode, how many different actors do you have? Oh. It's kind of for, for Scott Cass and Chelsea. Depends. I mean, it really depends on the episodes. Because, like, some yeah. episodes are more, you know, whatever the Geek by Night equivalent of a bottle episode is, which is basically, like, our core group of, of people. And it'll mm-hmm. mostly be them. Um, and then there's other episodes like I just wrote, we just we just wrote a script uh, that's going to go up probably next week for the cast and everybody to read um, our third episode of uh, season two. And uh, it has so many characters. Right. <laughs> um, it has so many characters. Uh, uh, Ch- Chelsea's Chelsea's going to be uh, the casting director. Chelsea's going to be very mad. But 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 uh, 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 Geek by Night fan Chelsea will love the script so much that I don't think she's going to have an issue with it. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, so it all depends. It just depends on what the story requires um, and uh, and and whether or not how how clever and funny we think we are with our. <laughs> with, our, with our supporting cast um char- characters but uh yeah, yeah. It, it varies a lot honestly it really does there was you know i think it was i don't know maybe simon's episode where we only had like maybe four four or five extra characters but then yeah you uh, were done in like two days on that one yeah that, was... that one was easy but then uh glad it was Gwen's easy for episode, one of us right <laughs> <laughs> but like Gwen's episode, I think the Janet Stokely episode, that one probably had like 20 guest yeah. char- uh, yeah, and supporting characters. There were mm-hmm. so many characters in that episode. And uh, same with um, the sorority, the sorority one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had so many bros and <laughs> bartenders <laughs> and just all sorts of different characters. Mm-hmm. 
but it's it's fun because a lot of the actors that we have can play like various voices and like nick i'd love to hear about that with you because i know you've played a couple (laughs) different characters on the show and most people probably wouldn't know i i can't tell the difference between your henry voice or like i can there there's a, a massive difference between your Henry voice and the other voices of characters that you've played. And I'm always so surprised cool. when I see uh, Nick's name in the credits, when I'm sending, when I'm do- finalizing the credits to send them to Brian, I'm always surprised to see his name. I was like, wait, who did he play? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's just magic acting. It's like Nick, if you if Nick if doesn't you, remember all the characters he's played. I'm I'm grateful to have played a, a handful of extras for you know, I think I was in the holiday special thing. I was mm-hmm. scattered around through a couple of things and it, it you know it's easy to do a, a different voice for like five seconds and then bounce. But um, yes. if you put them all together, I guarantee you'll be like, nah, all right. All right I see what you're up to. And I'm like, yeah, what, do you, what do you want? <laughs> but if you spread them out between episodes, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. pretend I'm, uh, you know, Rob Paulson or like, you know, anybody over here. I have like <laughs> three voices, but you spread them out evenly enough. Hey, just don't notice. <laughs> It's magic. It always works though. It's great because like Nick is one of the one of there's like a handful of actors that I have that I know I can email them and be like, hey, I need like two lines of this customer number four. Like, <laughs> can you just give me some random voice and make it work? And he's like, yes, absolutely, and sends me something perfect. <laughs> uh- yeah, uh, honestly, honestly, for- the thing about the thing about uh, about the whole like voice casting thing um, is that, and this this is an aspect that I just want to I just want to mention because I think it's I just think it's really funny. Um, but the 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 fact is, like, I remember when I was doing the casting stuff on the first episode before handing the reins off to to Chelsea, I was uh, kind of shocked and just like exhausted at the amount of voice actors who they have anime voice and that's it. That's yes. that's just different variations of anime voice. You're and welcome. Chelsea has been <laughs> and Chelsea has been has been very good at at weeding all of those out because she would I remember in the second episode she would give anime voice dudes uh some some like po- like direction a little direction like maybe like do it like this and they'd be like oh, okay sure and then they just do another anime voice and she's like okay and then like <laughs> they got they got they got sent down the river and she moved on to some other people i remember her talking about that frustration in that first episode and i and i was like yeah that's why i gave you the job because yes. i was having that same problem <laughs> Yes, there yeah. there have been many auditions that I've gotten that I'm like, this is great. Can I just hear like your regular voice? Like, what's that sound like? Yeah, and some people just don't. They don't know get what it. their regular voice sounds that is like their anymore. They're anime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, do you ever have characters emerge from a specific voice actor's talents? The example that I'm thinking of is the ghosts in the middle of the episode who Elliot kind of sneaks past and they have that little exchange and it's this very, uh, very character-y voice. Um, so is it, do you usually start with a clear idea or is it like, Oh, this person can do this. Let's, let's play that, around with it. That was, that was a weird, stupid joke that only made me laugh. And I kept it all the way through <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I was, I, love I, was it. I was I was adamant. I was like, no, this is funny. And I, I remember Nick and Cash just both being like, okay, like whatever. <laughs> I was like, no, I know what this is gonna be like and it's gonna be really funny. And and you know what? I was right. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um but we did uh uh yeah for that, because it was so specific, I had such a specific idea. Cass asked somebody local um to do that. Uh, particular voice so that i you mean could chelsea 
yeah, or like, yeah, sorry, Chelsea, Chelsea. Yeah, sorry. Just some local. I was I was staring at Cass's name as I was talking about Chelsea. Um, so yeah, but yeah, Ch- Chelsea got cast somebody local um, for that and uh, and brought them into my apartment so that I could like very specifically direct them because I knew exactly how stupid I wanted it to be. And I needed to have someone who trusted me to sound really stupid on the recording so that I could make it sound even stupider in post and um, <laughs> make the joke work the way that I wanted yeah. it to. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so dumb. I it's love it. It's so dumb, but it's so good. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's one of my favorite parts of this episode. Um so talking about ghost voices, um, I want to get into the audio or the sound production and design of this episode, because, you know, this is uh, episode 17 through 20, and uh, I feel like the episodes get a little more complex every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, particularly uh, with the, the two different groups, uh, sort of parallel stories, um, it they feel very different. There's a lot going on in both places. and um, like I mentioned earlier, there's the part at the amusement park where everything's kind of going crazy and you have characters talking over music, talking over all these sound effects. Um, what is the what is the process of building these scenes where so much is happening? Um, well, Cassandra directed this episode. So, um, you know, I get the scenes back from her of her basically like choosing the actor takes and um, putting them together so that the, the conversation sounds natural. Um, And uh, I think she did like an incredible job. So right off the bat, like I had like a really, I had a really stellar baseline um, to work off of, uh, which is, which is important Um, for, for timing and and everything else. Um, I think, I think the only thing that we had to tweak and I, and I ended up giving her the note and then like as we got later uh, scenes back, they were uh, more in line with what we were picturing. But I think the first scene that she sent back of um, the news stuff, the news stuff mm. wasn't fast enough because yeah. it was supposed to be like aping um, Aaron Sorkin, like kind of like <laughs> West Wing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was like the vibe we were going for. And and so I think when she first sent it, she she directed it like everything else in the episode. And then I was like, I was kind of picturing it more like this. And then she was like, oh. And then the next time she sent me a scene, I was like, oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's it. Um, so because she I mean, she knows. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was, uh, uh, you know, really, really well directed um, for starters. And then with everything else, you know, the thing that I do is like when it's being directed, I am um, going and I am trying to track down uh, the right sound effects for things. You know, I will rip stuff off of YouTube videos like like, um, you know, people walking through. I think I literally took audio from somebody like walking through an abandoned amusement park you know like those weird videos that people make <laughs> mm-hmm. um and and i literally i think i i ripped audio off of that and then like used that as like a base layer and then combined things with like rides turning on and and stuff like that and i i honestly i don't know where i find a lot of it some of it i record myself um if i can't find the right thing and and other things that i i you know uh, I, I'm able to to find um, here or there, but uh, in general, it's I just have I can hear it in my head what I want it to sound like, and I just keep tweaking it until it sounds like I want it to sound. Um, and I don't know how else to explain it other than that. Um, it's it's uh, it's really hard, um, and it takes forever. Uh, but when you go into a scene, it's really cool feeling to start a scene. And um, have nothing but the dialogue in it and then, you know, work on it for a few hours and then it's done. And then I listen back to it and it's like, oh, wow, like there's the sound, <laughs> there's the sound effects, there's like everything. Um, it's it's really, really like immensely satisfying. And it's the thing that keeps me going when I am like, just like, why am I doing this to myself? Um, and, and then I get to the end of an episode, uh, end of a scene, and I'm like, okay, that was great. Let's start another one. And then I, I start the process over again. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it takes forever. It really does. I mean, um, this episode in particular took a really long time. The next episode was easier, and then episode seven was pretty difficult as well because I had to invent 
sounds that I've never, no one has ever heard before. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll get there in a couple of episodes, but uh, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's just patience and listening back and, and knowing it doesn't sound right and trying to pinpoint what it's lacking um, and, and then trying to go find the sound that I think it's lacking uh, and trying it out and, and, and sometimes it doesn't work and I take that out and I find something else and I don't know, it's just, it's trial and error mostly. Um, and it takes forever, but, uh, <laughs> it's, it's great, but it works. <clears throat> it does work. <laughs> um, Cass, I want to ask you about directing because sure. there are a lot of pretty heavy emotional, uh, scenes in this episode. I mean, you have Lorelai seeing her dead husband and speaking to him and then realizing that he's just a projection a photograph and then you have all these characters talking about their philosophies on the afterlife and things like that um what is your directing style do you like to have the actors sort of find those emotions on their own or do you have a a clear image in your head and try to steer them towards it um when um because uh I was like kind of removed from the like table reading process. Like I'm not, I think I was um, at the time, I think I was like out of town um, when the table read was happening. I can't remember. It was like four years ago. Um, (laughs) But like Scott was saying with the audio design um, and especially when I'm involved in writing the script, like when I'm writing a line, I know how it sounds in my head or like how I'm intending it to to sound. Um, So getting back the lines from our actors, um, sometimes like um, they nail it and I'm like, yes, yes, that's exactly what I want. So I like pinpoint that and, you know, um, put it in the the track. But sometimes um, I get really frustrated because there isn't like the perfect takes, like, so to speak, that like lines up with what I was envisioning. Um, So when that happens, I have to kind of take a step back and be like, okay, so it isn't how I wanted it to be, but like now I have to sort through like the best um, take of what they provided. Um, so in that, it's a little frustrating um, and it's kind of a lengthy process depending on the scene um, and how many, especially how many characters are involved in the scene. Because if there's like 10 different mm-hmm. vocal tracks, I have to like scroll down <laughs> forever and figure out where it goes. Um, but yeah, so that's, it's like, I know how it sounds in my head or how I want it to sound. And then I kind of figure out the best way to go about doing that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, do actors tend to play with the lines ever or is yes. everything that we hear pretty much uh, on script? Um, I actually like it when they improvise a little bit, um, especially with... Um, like Naomi comes to mind. Um, Chris the way does it she- a lot too. <laughs> yes, Chris. yeah. 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 Um, the way that she um, says "hooray!" Like I literally say that all the time now. <laughs> so it's, and I think that was just like a silly. I really like all the like the blooper esque um, line readings. Um, like getting Morgan's lines back was really funny because she was recording with Scott in person. So like listening to Scott like try to direct her. <laughs> Um, it was really amusing. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I like it when there's like vastly different takes because then it gives me more to play with. Awesome. Uh, Brian, I'm going to move to you next. All right. Uh, I'm really interested in talking to people about their creative process. Um, so you are the announcer and we hear your voice every single episode. And then obviously in this story arc, you are Nathan Gershwin, who has this very, you know, broadcasting, menacing voice. Um, walk me through what your physical process looks like for recording these. Like, do you uh, practice voices? Do you have something, some specific person in mind? Do you just kind of wing it? Um, so for this specifically, uh, it's whatever the director said. And, and I think it was Scott at the time, or Scott or Nick uh, Jimenez, and they said, we want to think War of the Worlds. Mm. You are Orson Welles. Yes. That is kind of that mm. that that rolling or, orientation, you know, when you're you're talking out to the world and you're broadcasting. And so I was, okay, I can do that. Um, and the rest of it uh, is just basically slight manipulation of how my regular voice is. So it's not like I was, you know, putting on a character accent or anything like that. Um, 
and just from a from a voice actor standpoint, you know, um, sitting down, finding a quiet space. Um, and since I live in Arizona, it's hot. <laughs> when we record a lot of times, you turn off all the fans, you turn off the AC, so there's no background noise. And it's like you're melting, you're sweating, you're, <laughs> you're cranky usually. Um, and, you know, I – as a voice actor, I tried to do multiple takes, multiple different ways, um, like Cass was saying, because you want to give them something different. You, I, I don't know exactly how this word is going to be. And for a lot of the um, non-core characters, we don't necessarily do table reads. So for mm-hmm. us, we kind of get the scripts, um, a little bit of direction, and go. <laughs> and so you you do the best you can, um, and you pray, you pray that it's going to be good enough and they're not going to come back and say, ah, yeah, you know, those lines you did, um, not so good. Can you redo them for us? Um, which most of us as voice actors are like, sure, no problem. Not a problem at all. Um, and then usually at that point I'll ask, what did I do? Um, how did I do, you know, how did I screw it up? What do you want? Um, and so you re-record it for them. Um, and hopefully you do uh, a better take, um, I also like to give a fair amount of takes too, which I guess can be annoying for somebody who's having to sift through them all. I feel that. But I'd rather, yeah, <laughs> I would rather give a billion, wouldn't you, Nick? <laughs> I'd I would get rather give them so many more than than they need. Kill them with kindness. Um, it's and, not uh, it's not kind, Brian. It's I know not. it is. I know it is. Kind. <laughs> um, I actually I think I prefer it because I'm able because in the like audio program I'm able to take. Um, even like single words from a take and then line it up with mm. something else so that it sounds closer to, to what I'm envisioning. Um, but yeah, it is kind of a lot at the oh, same yeah, time. Yeah, it is. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've definitely, like, if, I, if, I can, if I can create a take that mm-hmm. I, I like instead of <laughs> making the actor redo it, I will. Um, yeah, and I feel I've like a wizard. Times. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're like, this is magic. I yeah. made them say something totally different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of uh, – that is kind of the nice thing about having lots of takes to go from. But, um, you know, for stuff like the credits, I can do it in one take usually. <laughs> I don't usually flub up too much. It's pretty much a pretty standard read. As long as I um, give you a pronunciation key, you're good to go. Yeah. Some people's names, man. Let me tell you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like tough. Yeah. You're like – how is this again? I don't remember, Scott. Yeah. And I'll, I'll hit him up on Facebook and say, Scott, uh, what is this person's last name again? Um, but for those, those are those are quick, easy. But for character-wise, I mean, yeah, it's definitely a longer involved process. Um, usually I try to do it in a sitting, um, maybe two, depending on how much. This one was a little bit longer because there's so many more lines for me to do. Mm-hmm. So I, it was a couple sessions for me. Um, and I do the old voice trick where I make sure to have some sort of tea or something to coat my throat, cough drops, the whole nine yards, you know, mm-hmm. especially for talking so much. But yeah, it's the biggest, the biggest killer to me is the heat. Just, just doing mm-hmm. in the middle of summer in Arizona <laughs> just uh, dies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's brutal. So Chelsea, I, I'm interested in the same thing for the supporting characters. So these characters that, don't really have backstories and maybe aren't central to the plot. Uh, do you have actors tend to play around and give you a lot of different takes, or do you have a pretty specific goal in mind of what role you want them to fill? So it depends on the character and it depends on the actor. Um, some actors are very, um, they're very confident in like, I've got these two different takes and one of these are great. Um, and some of them are like, I'm going to give you seven different voices of the same line and whatever sticks, sticks. And feeling called out. (laughs) (laughs) That's, and that's the beauty of it. Truly. Like Nick is one of those people that I'm like, I don't know. This is just a really random small part. Um, just, you know, what can you give me? And Nick is like, here's, you know, a buffet of options. And I'm like, great, thank you. Um, but yeah, some there are some supporting characters that I feel like I know exactly what I want. Um, and I'll give a little bit of direction. But for the most part, I don't give a ton of direction for supporting characters just because... I kind of trust the voice actors more than I trust myself sometimes. Um, I I have a lot of confidence in them. And I know if I say, like, 
here's this character, here's like a one sentence description of who they are. They're sometimes sometimes they send me something back that I never had even considered. And I'm like, this is amazing. And your cast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, it's so I don't know. It depends on the character and it depends on the actor. Truly. We've got some actors who have played so many different characters. Um, and we've got some who like were only in one character, but they were really, really great. Um, so it, it varies. So Nick, Duh. you mentioned that uh, you've um, frequented like uh, uh, voice acting forums and things like that. How long have you been voice acting, and what was some of your uh, your voice acting expertise uh, leading up to your involvement with Geek by Night? <laughs> um. Well, uh, I've been. Uh, getting paid aside, I've been on the internet voice acting since <clears throat> about 2004 or five. Um, <laughs> and I was 12. <laughs> oh. um, wow. So uh, it didn't really, I didn't really get a lot. Uh, <laughs> I was in the, my, my voice dropped. And so I was too old for, 12 year olds and too young for everybody else mm. so i was like huh but you know you keep with it you do your fan dubs your projects uh, you, you, you know you, you just have fun for several years because no one else takes it seriously um <laughs> and uh yeah and when was when was, when was this uh, cast it was like 20 2016 um, it would have been early 2016 yeah. So by that time, I started uh, like around 2011. I was trying. I was like, okay, let's uh, try and get paid now. Let's let's try and get yeah. paid for things. And so I just started like, and then you know, uh, um, looking for more serious esque stuff. Um, not not your run of the mill anime thing. And you know, after the fiftieth person going, stop sounding anime. You kind of or veer away from anime. Um, <laughs> And so by that time, I did, a, uh, I think, an indie game, a couple of things, nothing too crazy. Um, I was a part of uh, Natalie Van Sistine's uh, audio drama, Elysium Project. That was probably mm. the, oh. the, yeah, uh, Natalie... the, the only other... I didn't know you said Natalie. I didn't know you... <laughs> Sorry, you go ahead. I was like, it's, it's the only other audio drama thing I think I... Uh, Besides, like, little bits, but the only, like, long-form thing that I've ever done. And um, I was like, you know, that's around the time where I was like, I want to do more. And so, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, 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 expertise, I mean, really. I was like, I don't know, something's going to fill that, that little question there. Um, yeah, that's, so, that's what I got. Uh, did you um had you listened to the episodes leading up to the introduction of Henry uh before you did this cuz Lorelai is a uh, very is a fan favorite character she's central and we really did not know this this part of her and you're part of this really big reveal um did you have that character development going in or did you um just focus on the role itself Ah, yeah. Um, Scott may not like this answer, but no. <laughs> uh, no one listens to this show. It's fine. <laughs> it's uh, no offense. Great project. One of my favorites. Like this, this episode is especially was like probably one of the most well-produced things I've ever been in. So just take that with you. Uh, did not know about this series beforehand. Um and so I went in just like, you know, look at this guy. He's a, he's a ghost dude. All right. Like, he's, he's the <laughs> husband. I gotcha. Um, and then it wasn't until getting into the rehearsal thing, the, the read through with Chelsea, that she explained mm -hmm. sort of who Lorelai is and how to say Lorelai and uh, all that stuff. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it was uh, from there. I just kind of was like, OK, well, he hasn't been really talked about or showing up or anything until here. So I'm like, really, I am at the point with the audience i guess so i'm like i'm just gonna show up and yeah. pretend there's something that's some some underlying thing going on 
Um, yeah. Also, you know, it was, yeah, because the other half of the time I'm I'm a, I'm a ghoul, so you know, <laughs> there's that. It's true. <laughs> then then there was uh, Chelsea going, okay, this is a Ghostbuster reference, and I was like, oh, Ghostbusters, huh? <laughs> let me go let me go look up that clip real, real fast uh, i can't imagine the the full-time job it takes to look up every reference uh from geek by night but... <laughs> yeah there's got to be a list right <laughs> master list um so i obviously we can't talk about ghost story without also mentioning the reveal of gretchen um, this is going to be for uh, Scott, Cass, and Chelsea because I'm interested in know between the three of you. Uh, mm-hmm. Between the first episode where we meet Gretchen and she disappears, this episode where we find out that there's some plot with Lorelai and friends and enemies and a matter of time where we actually learn what that entails. Um, how much did you know at each point? Like when she disappears in episode one, do you know like? the reason for it and what she's doing the whole time i did i don't know if i told Cass, but i Um, i knew if i remember correctly we like broke the whole season before we even Mm -hmm. started production on it um so Mm -hmm. yeah we knew uh yeah Yeah. but I don't Did know if, you know Chelsea? I don't know if Chelsea knew. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. And I was always so mad about it because Scott kept me in the dark. I had no idea. So basically every episode was just like me scanning through the script to see if I was in it. Control F Gretchen. <laughs> yes. That's that's why she got involved as a as a casting director is because I made her character disappear in the first episode and she was like, Am I gonna have anything to do? Like I don't I, I like this show. I don't wanna not do stuff for it. Um, yeah. and then, and then that's how she did the, the casting director thing. But yeah, no, I always knew what the, what, what the deal was. Uh, you know, Nick and I, uh, talked about it. Um, there is a, the thing is the, the Gretchen, um, storyline, which, you know, obviously I'll be able to go into more detail when we get to a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Gretchen storyline was something that is hinted at being a thing in, um, the original Geek by Night series. Uh, Gre- Gretchen isn't in the series, but she is mentioned in a later episode. And it's like a big reveal that Gretchen is even a person that exists. Um, hmm. And uh, uh, that was there to um, set up what I was wanting to do with Gretchen. And it was the same thing back then as it is now. Hmm. Only now I got to um, – I had Chelsea. And so I was like, well – we're gonna have, if I'm gonna have Chelsea, I'm gonna use her uh, and <laughs> and introduce the character prior to the the reveal of uh, of of what's going on with her. Um, I'm trying to keep this vague in case people are listening to this and haven't listened to the the, <laughs> right. the episodes that come later. But but yeah, like I I I I you know that's something that I'll be able to really get into when we um when we uh, talk about a matter of time. But yeah, I definitely knew and I was really excited about the um the reveal of what was happening and uh and i i really liked the storyline um for elliot and it is more about elliot than it probably is about about gretchen which is why i made the 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 episode where we reveal it all all about gretchen because i feel like i owed it to the character and to chelsea (laughs) at that point um and uh but i you know it's it's uh yeah it's 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 tricky um doing something like this and not making it feel like uh, you're just creating like a BS female character that's just there to give the male character pain. And so I wanted this to be like a kind of like a like a flip of that a little bit where it's like it almost feels like it's that. And then in the end, you're like, oh, actually, not so much. <laughs> yeah. You didn't want to fridge me. I remember exactly. you said that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very specifically, I wanted people to think you had been fridged. And then mm-hmm. reveal that, like, ah, the fridge was actually this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, does anybody have any closing thoughts on this wonderful set of episodes, Ghost Story? I mean, cool. I would like to hear Cass talk about the story a bit because mm-hmm. I know that yeah. she was yeah. deeply involved in 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 the story um, process uh, as far as writing this. I think yeah. the three of us conceived it together and then we were like let's just all write it i think we all like split up right and we wrote like different sections of it 
Um, well, honestly, like when you asked me to come on this panel a few days ago, Scott, I was a little trepidatious because I am half convinced this episode is cursed, even though it's like <laughs> my favorite thing that Haunted? I've worked on. Yes, uh, very much so. Um, and I'm, I'm incredibly proud of this. But also when we were um, breaking the story and first kind of like getting into the nitty gritty of it, uh, my father passed away unexpectedly. Um, so that was like a big um, hurdle for me to work through, obviously. Um, and then when we were actually um, like picking up production of it again, uh, my grandfather passed away. Um, so there was just a lot of, you know, grief and, and loss. Um, and so it felt like, I remember multiple times, Nick and Scott being like, it's okay. You don't have to write any of this. Like we got you. And I appreciated that, but like, also it felt like something that I needed to do. So, and it actually was very helpful, um, in me kind of sorting through some hmm. stuff because I remember, um, yeah. Nick wrote a lot of the newsroom stuff because um, that's kind of his mm -hmm. like he he's better at like snappy dialogue um, or like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that style of dialogue, I think. Um, and Scott's he really was really good, good at aping the Sorkin thing. Yes. For sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and Scott did a lot of the plot heavy stuff. Um, but I was like, I want the like emotional bits. Um, so yeah. the the scene with um, Simon and Mindy on the swings in episode what is it, 18 of this? Um, and then the this, the monologue that Lorelai does about how she um, was trying to cope with Henry's death um, are two things yeah. that I remember writing like, like very specifically. Um, and so that was like, I don't know, I'm like really, <laughs> I'm really proud of how this turned out because it's so like personal to me. Um, and directing yeah. it too, like directing it was... Um, it was difficult for me to like, it was difficult, but like in a good way to hear that, like the actors say like these words that I'd written um, while I was like trying to cope with life. Um, and then like for the cherry of the, I don't know, Sunday, when this finally came out, um, the only time I listened to it, like I found out my cat had cancer. So <laughs> I'm like, Man. yeah, I know. So um, like, Scott was like, hey, I want you to talk about this again. I was like, okay, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> so if anything terrible happens. Oh. <laughs> but I feel like 2020 is already like terrible, so maybe I'm good. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, the I'm really, I think as a writer, I'm mostly interested in character, like really heavy emotional, like character interactions to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. this, um, like going into it, um, before all of this happened, I was really excited to kind of like sink my teeth into it. But then after all of that, it took on like a new um, meaning. And I was like, I, I hesitated to say that I was grateful for the experience, like my life experience, but it also like informed this episode and made it more real for me. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad that um, everyone likes it. And I'm glad that like, like listening to it again, like four years later, I'm still really impressed. Um, and it was like so ambitious and I'm like, I don't know. I'm like stunned that this is like so good. <laughs> this, this is the, I, I think this is the episode that uh, I I like, like between Cass's, I mean, Cass's writing of those emotional scenes, like really made me feel like I needed to step up to the plate and like, <laughs> blow the blow the sound design away um because i i didn't want this episode i wanted this episode to match how i felt about those scenes like i wanted the whole episode to be as good as i thought those scenes were oh um, wow I, I wanted the i wanted the episode to deserve those scenes and um so i i worked really hard on that and then when the episode was done and i think that it's the best one at this point um, I think at that point it was like every episode had to be the best episode we had ever done. And, mm. um, that's why it took forever to come out was because yeah. I, I just, I refused to let it just be okay. Like I, I, after ghost story, I was like, okay, we can't go back. Like, yeah, it's, it's only <laughs> forward now. And, mm -hmm. and as a result, it's like, you know, none of us are making any money on this at all. Um, <laughs> and so, it, you know, it was just like, I had to do it in my spare time while also like earning money to, you know, live and, and things like that. And, um, 
it just made everything take forever. But it was the fact that this, it all started, honestly, it all started with how good those cast scenes were and knowing that I needed to have an episode that deserved those scenes and match the quality level of those scenes. And then because the episode was so good, it just, it was just a, it just, you know, it just carried on through the rest of the season of like everything needing to be good, but I can really pinpoint to the, getting the, the, the scenes back, the cast wrote and being like, Oh God. Okay. This show <laughs> needs to be really good now. Um, so yeah, thanks. Thanks. And also, um, come on. <laughs> why, why are you so good? Cass? thank you (laughs) it's a it's a huge turning point for the show because up until this point you know we were still learning about people's backstories and their powers and things like that and at this point of any other show they can choose to either introduce a bunch of subplots or a hundred more characters um or really dive down into what we have and you know a lot of time in this episode was taken to just really slow down and and understand these people in a new situation. I think that's why it's so powerful and why it, um, you know, I think it took those first few episodes for us to understand everybody in order for it to be this effective to see mm-hmm. them in this situation. Yeah. Cause you um, have to have yeah. the, the foundation of who these people are before you can really dive into like what makes them tick. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And which is the part that I don't like the, Part A, I like part B better. Um, like, <laughs> I don't like wearing the groundwork. I just want to get into like what's going on in these people's heads. But that's what Scott and Nick are for. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know the I I think the Lorelai stuff is probably the star of the show in this um, episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the Lorelai Simon Mindy stuff, um, I think, is all really good. I I do really like the Elliot stuff a lot. I I I am. I think that was the thing that I wrote the most of um, mm-hmm. was the Elliot stuff. And, and for me, like the perspective of that was just, you know, we had had, we had this character who <clears throat> lost his girlfriend who he was planning on proposing to um, very soon. And so had this idea of what his future was going to be. And that's a lot of what this show is about, right? It's just like mm-hmm. the idea of the future that you think that you're going to have and what the reality of that is. Um, it's sort of a metaphor for being a millennial. Um, and you know, the, the, uh, the idea of like, you know, he lost this future and he's sort of been in largely denial, easily in denial because he got superpowers. So he has this other thing to focus on. Mm -hmm. And then everyone is like, you know what? You should get over this and, and get out of this hole that you're in and, and whatever. And he's like, yeah, I guess you're right. I should like move out of my apartment and this whole thing. And I wanted there to be a moment that caused Elliot to reckon with the fact that he just hasn't really dealt with this Gretchen stuff at all. Um, and what that means and, and the, the idea of just sort of like falling back and realizing that like, Oh, he's only been in the first step, uh, this whole time denial. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's only been in denial, and and you know, r- realizing at least in his mind that Gretchen must be dead now, um, wrecks this poor guy. And um, yeah, I don't know. I I I just I really liked that, and I think that again, a lot of it came from. I knew that I wanted to do that when we broke the story, but then you get the you get the scenes back from Cass, and it's just like, okay, now it has to be really good. Um, and and you know, I just wanted to really nail those things, and we deal a little bit more, well, a lot more with it in the next episode, but mm-hmm. um, or the next story. Uh, but I really wanted to make sure that the audience, I wanted this episode to make the audience understand that we weren't forgetting about Gretchen, um, and that we weren't we have a plan that there's a plan with Gretchen. Um, and so that's why you get the reveal that like, Oh, she was fridged um, air quotes. But then at the end it's like, Oh no, no, she wasn't. There's something mm-hmm. else going on. Um, and mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that the audience, um, I, I wanted to earn their trust, I guess, essentially um, with that stuff. And then with all the new stuff, um, I mean, I wish Nick was here to talk about it more. Um, I'll be honest. I'll be totally honest. There was a lot of plans with the new stuff. Um, 
and and what those characters would be going through. There was a whole arc. It's teased at the mm-hmm. end of this um, that there was mm-hmm. an arc that they were going to go through. And mm-hmm. um, the actress um, who plays – what is the character's Ver- name again? Veronica. Veronica, Veronica. yeah. The actress yeah. who plays Veronica um, in the time before we were going to like start – that arc continuing that arc she got married and had a kid and it lost all interest in being creative um really (laughs) in any way whatsoever and and i having bad experiences with recasting characters over and over again on the on the previous show i'm i'm a little like trigger shy on that sort of thing so we decided to just sort of cut our losses and be like well it's it's now just Nathan's origin story, and that's it. Um, don't don't look any further into it than that, um, because uh, unfortunately, sometimes these things happen, especially when you know none of us are professional and life gets in the way. And you know, like I was saying before, sometimes the future that you think you are going to have isn't mm-hmm. ends up being what you're going to have, mm-hmm. um, right. and you just kind of have to roll with it. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks so yeah, hard because that was bad. one of my favorite characters was Teddy. Like. Mm-hmm. By far was one of my favorite characters to cast. Like Teddy and Henry were two of the greatest characters that I got to cast in this season. And mm-hmm. like they were just ugh. Yeah. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I'm I we're we're still I you know, it's in the back of my head. I wanna do something with it. Um at one point we wrote like a there was a joke in like one of the old season two premieres that would just sort of like wrap up their storyline really quick um and and uh uh having talked to her about even just coming back for like two lines she wasn't interested um and so <laughs> it was just like oh, okay so we're just like stuck um and and so uh yeah i'm gonna try my best to like figure out a way to wrap up that up in some way um especially with teddy and his relationship with nathan i would like to do mm-hmm. that in some way um but i haven't figured it out yet i haven't quite cracked it uh, and uh, we'll see. I guess you guys will find out if I figure it out um, when season two starts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's uh, that's Ghost Story. Um, I'm I am really proud of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Brian's Nathan is just so freaking fun to write. Oh, so uh, yeah. good. And so, it was too. Oh, it was a fun one to play too. It was a great character, and it was so well written. And you're right, Nick Jimenez does great Sorkin. Yeah. He can just, oh, mm-hmm. and it's just like, bet, 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 bet. And then the people that I'm in those scenes with, like, you know, like Chelsea said, Teddy, you know, and oh, just hearing those, hearing his voice, man, every time I hear him, I'm just like, damn, that guy's got some good pipes on him. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So every talented. time. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, it's a great episode. And um, yeah, it's so much fun. And it's such a, this episode, it is besides me having a good character in it too. You're right; it's the episode where we're like, "Hey, we're on a next level here," mm-hmm. and it really is with the writing in it too. And it's such a gut punch, and you're just listening to this. And you're like, "This is supposed to be a happy-go-lucky Halloween episode." Uh, <laughs> uh, gotcha. Right. Out, like, out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's great. It's such a good episode. It really is. Yeah. So much fun to work on. It's especially jarring, um, you know, re-listening to this episode after after starting to revisit the classic show and um, wanting to like cringe into a ball that I never returned from, <laughs> um, but uh, just like cringe away into the ether. Um, it's uh, uh, yeah, it's it's especially jarring because it's um, I'm so proud of this and I'm proud of the people that I'm working with and uh, like everyone works so hard to make this show good. And it's, it's just, it, it's honestly like Nick and I are just constantly um, just trying to do better and earn everyone that works so hard on the show. Um, we don't want to let anyone down and we never want to release an episode. I mean, we, we literally, <laughs> Cass can attest to this. We broke the third episode of, of season two. And I went to go do the outline because that's usually the process is we sort of break it in a bare bones way. And then I deeply outline it and then and then um, send it to the to the writers um, to write based on the outline. And um, the I was like trying to outline it. and I outlined like almost the whole episode. And at a certain point, I was just like. No, I hate this. I don't want this. This isn't this. This isn't it. Um, and I and I well, I literally texted Cass and I was like, "Hey, can you talk about this?" And she was like, "I guess." 
And then we literally just like rebroke the whole re-broke episode. It, yeah. yeah. Rebroke the whole episode. That's awesome. Uh, and, and, uh, and now, and now it's the episode that you guys will, will hear in the fall. Um, whenever we get around to actually like airing it, um, I don't have the schedule in front of me, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's really good, but like, that's, that's the thing. And that's why I get stuck sometimes is because we go down this rabbit hole of a story <clears throat> that seems like a good idea at the time, but, um, it's not, it doesn't deserve these people. Um, you know, the story that we come up with doesn't deserve these people. And uh, I want every episode to deserve these people because um, you guys are amazing and you make the show what it is. And uh, I don't want to give you guys a thing that isn't, um, I don't know, deserving of your talent and your hard work. And, and that's why it takes forever for the show to come out because I'm a perfectionist because I think mm-hmm. you guys only deserve that. Um, and uh uh, this is this is the episode that definitely, I mean, a little bit, definitely a little bit with um, uh, 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 the fourth story arc um, that we talked about last time. Uh, definitely started going down that road, but this was the one that really cemented it and was like, okay, everything, every episode has to be at least as good as this, um, or <laughs> I'm doing something horribly wrong, uh, and uh, <laughs> and that's why the show takes forever to come out. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> worth the wait, worth the wait, totally worth the wait. <clears throat> Anyway, I, I think that was a great closing note, uh, and uh, that's all we have time for today. Yeah. But I do want to say thank you very much to all of my guests today: Scott, Chelsea, Nick, Cass, Brian, everybody, and thank you to all of you, the fans, the underdogs, for listening today. If you'd like to support the show, please join the Dueling Genre Patreon at duelinggenre.com/support. You can also tell your friends, families, and followers to subscribe to Geek by Night on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And stay tuned for the next round of episodes, the four-part release of Identity Crisis. Thanks for going beyond Geek by Night with us. See you next time.